Welcome to Membership and Subscription Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Scrobe, and I'm here today with Stefan Preddy. Welcome, Stefan. Hi, Robert. Thanks for having me. Now, as the uh, CEO and founder of Subly, you have the opportunity to work with a lot of subscription box entrepreneurs, help them, give them a platform to launch their business, handle a lot of the administrative details, and uh, so that they could focus on getting customers and growing their businesses. Why, why did you really invest so heavily in this subscription business, in the subscription model? What attracted you about this model to, uh, to, to launch and uh, grow Subly? That's a really great question. And um, so basically, I used to run a digital marketing agency uh, roughly four years ago, and we used to you know, do web development. And I had this uh, client come in for a meeting, uh, a potential client, and they were wanting to start a a juice cleanse kind of subscription uh, business. So that kind of put subscription on the map. And I'll be honest with you, I was already a subscriber of multiple subscription box businesses in the UK. And um, so I, I was, it was kind of on, it was in my uh, zone, it was on my radar. And it just, this really made me kind of aware of it in a business sense. And I realized at the time there was nothing on the market that was actually solving these problems because we were looking for a solution ourselves. And uh, that's when I got really interested in it. And, you know, needless to say, subscription has its perks. (laughs) (laughs) So, and what, what do you, and what do you mean? What are those perks that, uh, that attracted you to, to jumping in? Well, from from both perspectives, I mean, as a you know, as a platform, we you know we're a SaaS business, so we're predominantly a software provider, and we you know, I I was always interested in and you know uh, find software interesting because I'm into development and programming myself personally as a kind of a you know personal interest. So there was that kind of attraction, but then there was also the attraction that you could have this constant revenue stream on a kind of continuity model, which uh, makes things just that a little bit more predictable. Um, and there's an element of a challenge involved with that as well. And I do like difficult things generally and attracted to difficult things. So I think there was that component, but from the subscription box, uh, perspective, you know, at the time it still is, uh, but at the time it was particularly hot and fresh and, um, there's something about it, you know, the, the subscription model, as I said, the revenue stream being constant, but then also having that constant relationship with a customer um, and taking it from just that one-time transaction and interaction and turning it into an experience. So mm-hmm. there, was, there was a lot of things that interested me in it. Wow. And um, is there now um, with the subscription box model, was there anything in particular that for subscription boxes, I mean, because you could have created a platform to help SaaS companies, you could have created a platform to for for publishers or you know, for digital publishers or digital access or membership sites. Why subscription boxes? I think um, I think predominantly it started from the, the recognition of an opportunity in a growing in a growing sub market, and I think that's um, the, the where the initial kind of interest came from but as I got more involved with it because if I wasn't interested in it I probably would have walked away but as I got more involved with it I noticed that there was a lot of intricacies and challenges and and as I said earlier I do like a challenge so you know I was pretty determined to figure out what those were and how to solve them and um, it it has been a challenge I'll tell you that but it's been rewarding and satisfying seeing us come up with nice and neat solutions for those challenges. And, and I'll, I'll tell you another thing I discovered you know, a couple of years ago is uh, something that really drives me as a passion 
is uh, helping other people start businesses and succeed online, which is kind of why I had you know, been working in the digital agency previously, because we helped people mar- do marketing online and actually getting their website online. So there's that component that still exists for me, that, you know, helping businesses exist and, and, and start and grow and kind of the network, the net effect of you know, helping with the economy and all these other amazing, wonderful things. So it's, yeah, uh, subscription boxes are, um, there's a lot of touch points compared to like versus a, a SaaS business. And there's a lot of solutions out there for the, you know, for the other industries. And this one was kind of in its infantile state at the time. Mm-hmm. It still is. Absolutely. And, and uh, growing at an unbelievable rate. I mean, subscription mm-hmm. boxes have exploded in number and in subscribers. Um, but then, of course, there you know, of the thousands of subscription boxes that get started each year, really, unfortunately, uh, just kind of a handful of them grow into mega numbers. What That's do right. you see as the difference between the subscription boxes that grow to 1,000 subscribers within a few months, maybe even up to 50 or 100,000 subscribers, and the ones that uh, just never seem to get off the ground? I love this question, <laughs> first of all. Um, yeah, it's a really, really, really great question, and it's kind of the million-dollar question, I guess you could say. Um, so from, from my perspective, and I probably rant about this at least once every two days, um, when, when, we see, when we see people signing up, for example, um, you know, and they'll go into certain – I see people basically falling into different categories – and um, the one thing I will say is the people who tend to actually succeed and gain traction quickly are the ones who either have A, experience, or B, have um, sheer and utter determination. I know it sounds really kind of obvious, but the ones who are really determined um, generally will figure it out. And, uh, and the ones, you know, we'll, we'll get people who tend to, like, focus in on the wrong things, for example. Uh, they may put more emphasis on the design of their website, perhaps, or they may put more emphasis on the platform that they're choosing, or they may put more emphasis on the products in their box. And all these things are important, not just individual components. The whole picture is important, but the number one thing that people fail to do when they focus on these things, and I think it might be a, a subconscious uh, self-sabotage maybe I don't know um, uh, you know is not talk to customers or actually reach out to people and try and actually sell what they're offering and, and they generally will do the dance and not actually pick a partner <laughs> so it's like you know they'll, they'll, they'll do all the the planning and the, the fun bit you know let's be honest these are the fun bits the hard bit is the uh, actually going out there, putting your business into the world, putting your concepts into the world and talking to customers and getting real honest feedback. And if you can sell it in, you know, like there's the lean principles of business. If you can sell it uh, without having a polished website, then you know you've got a a viable business model. So, you know, I think number one difference between what, you know, some successful business on our, you know, especially on our platform is um, when somebody's just ready to put the, the pedal to the metal and, and take it seriously. And we'll find that those people uh, make themselves known quite quickly. When they sign up, they're all over us. They're like, well, how do I do this? What can I do with that? Um, and we just see them uh, being extremely proactive. And it really does put a smile on our face. But I guess for us, what we're trying to learn is how do we connect the two? So how do we close that gap? How do we help the people who have these dreams, goals, and visions and are maybe not necessarily focusing on the right things or maybe they don't want to? I don't, I don't know you know the psychology behind it, but how do we help get those people into the same frame of mind 
and succeeding. So that's one of the things that we're really passionate and determined to uh, solve. Well, but Stefan, if I ask somebody to buy my box and they say no, how am I supposed to deal with that rejection? Well, yeah, exactly. Rejection. The fear of rejection is number one. I, I think you, you've pretty much hit the nail on the head there. Um, it, it's scary. It's just, it's like putting yourself out in, into the dating world. You know, if you're, you know, it, it, it's, it's difficult. It, it can hurt, but then that's the, yeah, you're right. I think you've nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to get the feedback and so that you can adjust your product so that your customer does want it. I mean, the one thing about dating is you, you really are only one you, and it's not really <laughs> practical or advisable to try to go changing yourself and to be, you know, chameleon in order to be what some particular individual expects you to be. But with a subscription box, it, it really should be exactly what your target customers want. Mm. You know, yeah. The first thing is, is figure out who you're selling the to. And, and then once yeah. you know who you're selling to, offer them the opportunity to buy it and keep tweaking it until it is what they want. Yeah, exactly. Choosing that, um, you know, defining that customer persona, who is it you're selling to, makes, makes your life a lot easier. I mean, as, as you said, in dating, it's a little bit different because you kind of generally are going to appeal to, uh, to a customer persona, but you might not have figured that one out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I've been married for 22 years, so I got a very clear idea who my persona is. <laughs> you know exactly who your persona is. That's good. That's important. <laughs> yeah, we gotta. Uh, until she throws me out, then uh, then um, um, I got my persona figured out. That's easy enough. But yes, with the subscription box, you you got to figure that out as you go. Yeah, hundred percent. And it is about iteration. You know, learning feedback. The feedback loop is imperative, and you need to make it as easy as possible for your customers to be able to engage in a conversation with you, to be able to give you the feedback. And sometimes it's something you don't even realize or expect. You know, maybe maybe it's an education thing or a uh, customer. Or support thing, or maybe uh, you know it's a billing thing. It, you, you might not expect it, but having these conversations with customers will highlight and raise all of the points that you can, you know, that you can improve upon. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm all for the lean principles when it comes to growing and starting a business. So um, you know, we could talk about that till we're both blue in the face. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with subscription boxes, you know, most subscription entrepreneurs focus really well really intently on the actual items in the box and you know look this is not unique to subscription box because you know, I work with a lot of publishers and they're all about you know making sure that the content that they're writing is you know uh, you know is wonderful and they think you know the better the content or the you know subscription box the better the value the better the retention what do you see as the factors that impact retention and churn rate and, and engagement with uh, subscription boxes? I think um, number one is the uh, perceived value. I think, um, you know, having been a customer of several subscription boxes, uh, the ones that I've stuck with, I know that I'm getting value for my money. And I, I would say I'm generally quite a frugal person, but I'm, I'm not like stingy either. So I also appreciate when I, I'm paying for something that's quality. So I recognize that in, in people around me as well. And I think that seeing, you know, subscription box entrepreneurs, um, sometimes they'll, you know, it's, it's really easy to focus on your margins and therefore the product might take a, a hit on quality or you might also just have a, a bad box, so to speak. Maybe, uh, you know, in a year you might 
have two that are not so great. And if somebody's on the fence, that might just push them over the, the line, you know, to leave. So I think having consistently good curation or uh, a good quality product of it's uh, just a simple continuity model, uh, you know, for consumables, that's really, really important. But having the right price point is essential. And testing that is, you know, something that should be ongoing and constant. What's the, the price point that works for the, you know, the customer? Uh, what keeps them? Uh, and, um, and there's also the other components that I see that help as well as, uh, you know, adding surprises, you know, the element of addiction. I don't know um, how aware of the hook model you are, but there's a great book called uh, Hooked, and um, it applies to every subscription business out there. And, uh, you know, Facebook exists because of this. And it's essentially kind of, <laughs> it's, it's manipulation of the, of the brain, but there's this element of kind of addiction. And I think that's why some people love subscription boxes so much anyway, because there's that surprise element. So, you know, it's just, I think, constantly putting smiles on people's faces. And, you know, you can't predict for everything, though. Somebody's having a hard time with their finances, and some of the first things that are going to go are the luxury items. So if you have a luxury box and not an essential box, then, uh, you know, you might find that you're going to get cut at that point in time for that person. But then there's ways you could mitigate that as well. You know, there's things that you could do. You could have a conversation with that customer and find out that that's the case and give them a break, you know, let them pause their subscription for a couple of months or give them a discount, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it just depends on how you want to play it as the business owner. If you were uh, creating a, or you were advising somebody who's launching a subscription box on, on price, there's you know, really kind of two big ways to go. One, you could go with an inexpensive box where you are you're really trying to get mass but you're but you but you're keeping the price small so that you know folks don't really see it as that expensive. And then the other way to go is to have a premium box that's you know maybe seventy five mm-hmm. or a hundred dollars a month. Uh, which which way would you suggest somebody go to to have a premium product at a premium price, or to try to um, go with a, a small price so that uh, you know, folks hardly even notice that they're maybe even subscribed? I think um, it depends on the niche. Is the answer so? For example, if you're focusing on um, a mass market niche, like let's take Dollar Shave Club as an obvious example. They're targeting anybody who shaves, which is most men. And, um, you know, it's a consumable product and they can compete on price. And because they've got mass market now as well, nobody can really compete on the the price point that they have. So they're going to have all these people signed up and, and, you know, I'd love to know what their churn rate is. I'm guessing it's extremely, extremely low. And um, then on the flip side, you know, there's other industries and niches, like, for example, golf. You know, there's a few golf subscription boxes cropping up at the moment. You know, the, the, their price point might be higher um, because of the psychology of somebody who's interested in golf. So it can, that kind of plays in a, a role in it. And then at the same time, the, uh, you know, if you are competing on price, it can be a race to the bottom versus your competitors. And that's not always a good thing. So I think being conscious of it and always thinking how can we add more value is uh, the number one thing to do there. But if I was to choose between the two, honestly, I don't know. I think it really depends on, on the, the customer persona I think I'm selling to, as we were discussing earlier. So, you know, if, you know, my passion, you know, I used to play guitar when I was younger. If I was wanting to do a subscription box for guitars, for example, um, I think I would probably focus on uh, quality over the price. Um, versus, you know, if my passion was, I don't know, arts and crafts, and then it might be more a price-based thing. Um, it's a great question. Um, you know, 
What, what about you? <laughs> well, I, I certainly uh, like the uh, you're already selling a premium product uh, because you know nobody needs a subscription box. You know, mm-hmm. it's you know hungry people that are not uh, don't have food or don't have a place to stay or are not buying a subscription box. So it's a premium yeah. product. So already, uh, I would go ahead and, and uh, most of the time, pricing at a premium price gives you higher margins, more flexibility, yeah. and you're able to you know, spend more in order to grow faster than yeah. a small price. It, certainly, exceptions are uh, highly um, are, are companies who have a lot of outside funds in order mm-hmm. to fuel their growth. Uh, yeah. You know, companies such as Birchbox were well capitalized from mm-hmm. the outside that uh, provided them with tremendous money in order to market themselves and grow. But yeah. if, you know, if you're a single pro- entrepreneur trying to uh, grow your business, it's much easier when you've got higher prices than when you're trying to make it skimp by with small prices. Yeah, well, I, I think that's sensible. I, th- I agree with that as well. I think that... Um, Pricing is such a big indicator and, and, and a massive influencer on the outcome of a business. I mean, people tend to just focus on, can I keep it cheap? You know, That's the, the default kind of perspective and thought process when it comes to the pricing. So, yeah, I think you made some really good points there. How does uh, Subly help a subscription box grow faster? So this is something that we're really focusing in on. Um, we're, we're, we're looking at ways that we can assist people with that. So one of the things we're focusing on right now is education. So um, we're putting together lots of um, materials, and um, we're even working on a course right now to help assist with uh, you know, uh, people uh, marketing their own business uh, without breaking the bank. You know, obviously, you've mentioned there that you know, margins are so important, and you know, people tend to write a very fine line. In fact, that's probably one of the biggest challenges is keeping the margins healthy for a subscription box business in its early stages. Um, you know, the cost, per acquire, uh, cost to acquire a customer can be quite high uh, through paid acquisition. Um, so I think, um, you know, we're, we're wanting to educate customers on how to approach that and how to cut the cost of acquiring a customer down. That's number one. The other thing that um, we're looking at doing, uh, aside from our built-in marketing tools, which I'll talk about in a second, uh, is to actually connect... Um, our business owners with uh, people who are able to help them with the marketing. So there's that component as well. The um, In terms of what features we have that actually help with growth, we have a built-in referral, uh, refer a friend program straight into the actual software, um, which seems to be working quite nicely. And, um, you know, obviously the usual like coupon facilities and, uh, you know, allowing you to edit your code and add tracking codes and, you know, measure and analyze your customer's behavior. So, um, yeah, I think it's, something that we're constantly wanting to strive to improve because our customers or we'll call them merchants our merchant success you know ultimately leads to our success and uh when they're smiling and happy we're smiling and happy so <laughs> nice uh, any other uh, advice that you would have for somebody who's looking to grow a subscription business yeah i think um it, don't neglect customer support is number one. I think uh, at the end of the day, uh, your customer is your product, uh, and you know if you're keeping them happy with an exceptional uh, customer support, you know you, you're you're gonna help mitigate churn for starters with that alone. Um, and people tend to neglect customer support, I think, and it's difficult. I don't think you can get away with it in 2018. It's just so important, and people expect it because you know everybody's used to dealing with like. 
uh, Amazon, for example, and having amazing customer support, or they're known for it. Maybe it's not quite as perfect as it used to be. I don't know. But um, yeah, the customer support is number one. And the second is um, keep the model simple. You know, there's a lot of people who, when they're starting out, they'll come in with all these crazy, wonderful ideas about, you know, how they need to price it or all these different options and, you know, all the customizations, et cetera, that the customer can do or they want to do, you know, very quirky scenarios. And what I will say is that oftentimes it's simple, the simpler ones are better because if, if, you, if you're having a hard time explaining the business model to, uh, to somebody else or explaining the technical solution and requirements for, um, for your business to somebody else, then it's probably not going to resonate with a customer either because they're going to have a hard time trying to understand it as well. So those are the two things that I would suggest off the top of my head right now for somebody starting out. Awesome. Well, Steph and Preddy, I certainly appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to chat with you today on membership and subscription growth. So a lot of great insights. And if you are creating a subscription box, I absolutely encourage you to check out Subly before you uh, make any decision on uh, your platform. It can be a, uh, you know, of course, your platform and uh, how you choose to grow your business makes all the difference. And this is something you're going to be using every day uh, and your team will be using. And you want to make sure that, uh, that you, you, you jump in with a, a team that's uh, dedicated to you and your business. So check out Subly. Stefan, thank you so much for being my guest today here on Membership and Subscription Growth. No, thank you, Robert, for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm, as always, I'm, I'm prepared to you know, talk business and talk shop whenever. So um, yeah, thank you again.